they say that a black man's weakness is a book. They said that's that's our kryptonite. You know, a lot of us don't pick up the pick up books and read. Takeover, the break's over, nigga. God MC, me, J-Hope. The takeover, this the hater makeover. If you got clicks with Slim, I suggest you stay sober. Takeover, yeah, the break's over. I'm the god of freestyle, bitch. I'm from the globe. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome to the Takeover Podcast Show. You know this is your boy Superstar P in the house with Sweet Quiche. Hey, you guys. This is Sweet Quiche where I melt in your mouth and not in your hand. Uh, we still doing that, huh? Yes. Gotta have it. Yeah. I, don't, don't that sound like an Eminem commercial, though? <laughs> yeah, it does. But I guess that's her thing. And in, in the house tonight... We got a very special guest. We got my bro from the Social Goats, my boy D Willis. Yo, 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 yo! What's up? What's the deal? Oh Port man, Port City, baby, representing. <laughs> we good, <laughs> Port City representer. All right, all right. So, what's been up with you lately? Man, you know we just dropped our first show today, so you know we've been kind of you know focusing on um, getting other interviews lined up um, for shows, man, but. I mean, other than that, man, we really just been trying to work on, you know, um, advertisement and um, actually um, perfecting our craft. So tell them the name of the show. All right. The name of the show is The Social Goals. The meaning of The Social Goals is socially getting others aware today successfully. Okay. That was creative. I mean, uh, got to be, man. I mean, how'd you come up with that, you know? Man, with all the stuff that's been going on in our world, man, as far as with the racism and, mm-hmm. you know, all of these issues, man, I feel like if I have a platform that I can assist and help our culture, I, I, I figured that, you know, being able to um, provide information to people visually would make a bigger impact than, um, you know, trying to write a book or, you know, do anything, you know, maybe even on social media behind the computer. I I believe that the majority of people are more visual than reading and reading books. It's just my analogy behind it. I could be totally wrong, but no, no, you you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong with that. So let's, let's get a little background on you. So D Willis, Darren Willis. So tell us about yourself, (laughs) you know, um, where you from married, not married, um, schools, you know, all that. He is deep in your business. Hey, man, you wait, know wait, it wait, is wait, what wait. it is. Hold on, let me hold that right there. What you mean I'm deep in this business? This is an interview. The fans want to know. They want to know his relationship status. They want to know who he is. That's true. Okay. It might, it might, it might be this some is single, like the IRS. Hey, it might be some single women out there that might like his voice. It might be plotting. So he's going to have to let them know. Oh, okay. And if he's taken, then. It's too bad for them. Okay. Speaking of single and taken. Stop it. Let's go ahead with Mr. <laughs> 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 well, I'm absolutely married, man. I've been married going on five years. Well, actually going on six years. I'm getting in trouble because I don't know exactly what it is. I didn't have nothing to do with that, Janet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, my background is in um, criminal justice, man. I was paroled off six years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as you know now, I work for the state of Louisiana. I work for the state of Texas originally. Okay. Um, you know, I've ventured into many type of um, business ventures, man. You know, I started a sports agency. I've um, done promotions, and you know now I'm trying to do a TV show. All right. Yeah. Those are some really great things, especially if you're bringing them to Shreveport, like you represented at the beginning through one eight. That's right. Okay. Now, so. Oh my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just wanted him to kind of elaborate on the TV show and how that will be um, helpful. You know, to Shreveport all together. Okay, well, I believe I'm, I'm born and raised. I'm from Shreveport. Now, I've moved away and came back. But um, being from here and um, in the environment that I grew up, I've grown up in the different hoods in Shreveport. I don't know if you're familiar. I've lived in Cedar Grove. I've lived in Queensboro. Now I stay on the Cooper Road. I mean, I've stayed in different predominantly black areas in Shreveport. And, um, you know, not a knock on our culture, but, you know, they say that a black man's weakness is a book. 
they said that's that's our kryptonite. You know, a lot of us don't pick up the pick up books and read. And I am for one, I'm guilty. I don't read books. I'm I'm more of a visual person. If I see it, I'm more um, in tune to paying attention. But if I have to read a book, it'll lose my attention very fast. But um, you know, to answer your question about the social ghost, like I said, I felt that if I was able to provide a visual platform for our culture to see it, to see that we're bringing in um, younger people to um, you know show them that there are other career paths that they can take in life. Um, when I was young, you know, I was told, you know, you go to school, you make good grades, so you can be a doctor or a lawyer. If you're not a doctor or a lawyer, you're an athlete or you're a rapper. But wow. there's so many other professions out there that people can do. I mean, you can be a librarian, you can be a nurse, you can be a fireman. You know, a lot of people, you know, we're given these these goals and, you know, they become so far-fetched, you know, and if you can't reach that goal, you kind of give up. So, you know, you have a lot of people out here with talent that don't explore their talents because they feel that they didn't reach what their parents wanted. Right, to those expectations right. that we set forth that actually, you know, are seemingly non-existent Correct. in Shreveport. Especially due to the education levels being behind and not having the access to the top of the line schools, whether it's because of your GPA or your ACT score or something to that extent. So I definitely agree with you. That's right. That's right. I mean, it's tough. It's tough out there. I mean, unless you're Jeff's daughter who has a 5.0. Hey, some people got it like that, I guess. I need know? to copy off her paper. I'm saying, I need to copy off her paper. <laughs> what you talking I'll be surprised, about? too, as a young, a young man in um, Monroe, he made a perfect score on the yes, ACT. Yes, yes, I saw that. He made headline news, How a perfect score. How the hell score. do you do that? But yeah. actually, there's been a lot of people from Louisiana make perfect scores, and seemingly they're from Monroe. Right. Maybe one out of Shreveport, but right. mostly from Monroe. And they said the education level low, is low in Louisiana. Surprise, surprise. That's what you could do when you dedicate yourself to something. That's true. That's true. That's and I true. guarantee you he has a lot of great supporters behind him, especially parents. If he don't, he should. Right. And I tell parents all the time, you are your child's first teacher. And I think a lot of the times yeah. we go hard at the schools. Well, my child wouldn't be failing if this would happen or that would happen. You know, and we don't show up to back to school nights. We don't show up to parent teacher conferences. We don't check on grades until report cards come. We accept their answers of no, I don't have homework and get upset when they're failing. I think that we have to definitely step up to the plate to make sure that they know, like, we're here to make sure our children get educated. I don't believe anybody does a job for free, and if we're letting the teachers stand out there and get a free paycheck, then who are we to say anything different? But, I mean, the thing we got to look at, too, I mean, you got to, there's a lot of single-parent households, and, um, you know, those single parents have to work two jobs, some even three, so, I mean, a lot of the times, you know, our children are raising themselves or they're being raised by the street. And you know, I, I don't know what the survey say or statistics show, but I mean, a lot of, um, and like I said, I keep going back to this, like I'm beating a dead horse, our culture, I mean, a lot of us live in single parent households. At times, I was raised in a single parent household. I had a stepfather, um, and then at times, I was in a single parent household, me and my sister. So what I didn't learn from her, I learned from my friends. You know, and I just, mm -hmm. you know, I do understand what you mean as if in the, you know, the community takes a part in raising us. And Correct. back in the days, they said that it took a village to raise a child. That's true. Um, but I was one of those women that were raised up in single households, and my grandmother refused for us to not be educated. She would buy workbooks out of Sam's and tell us she had to do 10 pages a day. And until those pages were complete and checked, we couldn't go outside. Many days we never saw the outsides. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure if that's because we were, you know, in Illinois where the crime rate was high or just because she really wanted to make an impact. When we were in third grade, we worked on fourth grade materials. Fourth grade, we worked on fifth grade materials because she always wanted us to be a step ahead. That's awesome. Um, and I think that even us being in a single parent household, one thing that went lacking, of course, was the physical, you know, appearance of that parent. Correct. But education can be taught through computers, through notebooks, and yes. unfortunately that's one thing I missed about back in the days. We used to have to put those books in our backpacks and carry it home, and that's what made us strong. These days kids aren't carrying home books, they have those iPads, they don't have homework. It's going downhill. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say it. 
That's true, but with the rise of technology, it could actually be beneficial. I mean, if because you have so much, you have easier access to information. I understand that too, but I need those children to be able to dust off an encyclopedia and find the information that we're looking for. And a lot of our culture, I, I honestly feel like it's being left out of technology. Yeah, but shoot, it go a little bit different than that. You know, it, you got to think about it. Getting an encyclopedia, you got to know how to read. And that's you know, true. That that's a part that's of us true. where we were lacking as well. You know, those parents used to have a whole set of encyclopedias. Man, <laughs> my grandma had it A to Z in that cabinet. Yes, my yeah, man. I have some in the attic right now. <laughs> that old school stuff. Yes, yes. I'm wondering how we survived back then compared to you know how they have it now with all these resources. Well, man, you have to learn. How it to made survive, us stronger, you know? you know. And I want you guys to look at it from a perspective of someone who is blind. They can't see. But their sense of hearing is stronger, their sense of smell is stronger. So when we didn't actually have the touch of something coming faster to us, what do we do? We had to think harder. We had to think smarter, which now comes in tech, the common core that people are against bringing into education. That's the system we learn from in Illinois. We learn how to solve problems three different ways versus you got four plus two and it's six. They want you to be able to count to four, then be able to count to two, how to get six, how to divide it into two. I mean, and, and you have to be able to think strategically. Yes. You know, and so when you used to be in the car riding with your parents and they want you to hold the map and see which way you're going, those were the good days, actually. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's I want to ask. Nowadays, um, you turn on the GPS or MapQuest or put it in your iPhone. Hey, and you know damn well <laughs> that map used to get people lost. Man. <laughs> Mapsco. It was Mapsco. Uh, yeah. But you got to explore the world all in this same yeah. instance. I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, That's MapQuest would take you all <laughs> around the world to get yes. somewhere. I yeah. do not miss them days. Thank God for the person that invented GPS because you have made me a better person. Oh, I do not regret that. Oh, you can hold that damn map if you want to. <laughs> Give me the GPS. Okay. Okay. You said you was about to ask a question at the end. Um, I guess I have to come back to it. I lost my train of thought. I'm oh, sorry. Shoot, don't worry about oh, it. I'm so excited. I mean, we sit here talking and I'm talking about this is very so, exciting information. You know, as far as the ghosts, I see you got your social ghost shirt, which is nice. Like Thank the you. shirt, man. Um, Thank you. I, I, I knew when you first told me about the idea, I told you it would be a hit. You know, if you did it right, it would be a hit. Yeah, and not did. only do you interview artists and adults, you interview high school students as well. Correct. Something I have yet to touch on because when it comes to kids, I, I love them. But I don't know if I want to. I don't know. Maybe one day I touch on it, but I've been focused on artists and the adult stuff but i'm glad there is another platform out there for the kids to get involved right. and i think that's remarkable what you're doing and and hopefully it creates a new culture where it becomes contagious and there's more outlets develop out of what you're doing so i am yes. definitely proud of yes. you on Thank that you. aspect Thank the takeover ain't quite got there yet but i think there's a platform for for everything you well, know? know you say we got to build them up i mean right it starts in a home you know he said it, all education starts in a home why Agreed. not start building up now? You know, Agreed. we show them that we support them, we love them, and they see it. And we're even giving them a bigger platform to be seen by others and to inspire others. Man, it's amazing what we can do. So, let me ask you, you've been in show business a little bit. How have you enjoyed it so far? I and mean, what's been your biggest headaches about it? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. scheduling conflicts. <laughs> oh, man, that, that's, that's crazy. Because, you know, you kind of work in. Being mm -hmm. in the infant stage of what I'm doing, you're kind of working with other people's schedules. Right. So it's, it's kind of difficult. And, then, you know, you have your own schedule. Right. And then, you know, you have um, other people who wants to actually participate and be on the show as well. But, you know, you're, the booking part of it. Um, and, I mean, that's what I'm running into so far. I, hey, I told you every pitfall before you started. Had it all happened yet? Oh, man. <laughs> Twofold. Yeah, hey. it has happened. I, I, it I'm, has I'm telling you, when you have to depend on other people, there's always the risk of something going awry. But you always got to have another plan A right. when stuff like that happens. Because it ain't going to be perfect from marketing to guests to followers to all kind of stuff. Right. So you can never get down on yourself. You just got to find a silver lining on everything. And if something goes wrong, you got to look at the, the process and then improve from that right you know I definitely yes. agree but 
You know, I tell people all the time, if you are comfortable, no change is occurring. It's good to be uncomfortable I stay because you know that there's a shift. There's something else that's coming that is greater. You know, and I claim that for your show, you know, for the social goals, as well as us here at the takeover, you know, I, I pray that God shifts us in a direction where it can be manifested throughout Shreveport, the entire Louisiana, and hopefully the U.S., and that we can, you know, capture the minds and hearts of others who are also in agreement, you know, for those who want to help themselves, whether it's through artists or musicians, high schoolers, podcast shows, whatever you want to do, especially us as African Americans. You know, they said we've always been last, but the Bible says you the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Amen. Okay. I don't know. I, I enjoy the struggle because I think when you finally make it, you got a story to tell. Right. So if everything you, came easy, you ain't got nothing it's, to it's tell. It's nothing. Right. You're like, man, we started, we had five million followers and we here. Man, that, <laughs> that's, that's boring, you yeah, know? That's true. You can't tell about the time where uh, we were stuck on 300 followers for three months and we couldn't get any guests. Nobody would model the shirt. Yeah. Then, you know, then we just slowly came along and five years later, We've made it. People, I think, can appreciate that. And I think you can appreciate your product more when you, when you go through the struggle with it. Because yeah. how are you going to help somebody else if you didn't go through the process? That's true. You know what I'm saying? So I enjoy the suck, as they call it. I, I, notice, <laughs> I notice in this line of business, patience is truly a virtue. Oh, and I definitely told you that. that that's one thing I, I'm glad I learned to develop was patience. Because if you ain't got it, you ain't going to make it. Yeah, It'll um, drive you crazy. You know, I was talking to you, man. You know, actually, like I say, my show dropped today. My show was supposed to drop a couple of weeks ago. You know, so, you know, it, it was just one of those things. I'm, the one type, I'm a type of person. I'm very impatient. You know, I work very hard. And, you know, I like instant results. I like to go at it right now. And, um, like I say, since I've met Mr. Pelham here, I mean, he has kind of slowed me down, you know, and it gives me more time to actually see everything through. Um, I can find the mistakes that I've made, and, you know, it, I, I really value that, patience. You know, and I told him, he said, man, one of my shows dropped a couple weeks ago. Don't nobody else know that, so nobody's missing nothing. Yeah. I said, I get it. You know, you got your own personal goals and stuff, but as far as your fans and consumers, nobody knows. Right. So, you know. And, I, you know, I'm going to share two different things with you. I tell people when they want that instant gratification Nothing instant is really good. Think about instant grits, instant oatmeal. It's kind of yucky for breakfast. You really don't want it. It's convenient you know? sometimes, though. But it, it, it's not the, the quality. That, right. You know, the right. quality yeah, yeah. is gone. And I used to be that Excuse impatient me. person. I kind of wanted things my way when I wanted them. You must be Aries. I am not. I'm an Aquarius. Oh, wow. I am. But wow. Pastor McMinnis, that word of God. Come on, somebody. Hmm. Shared mm-hmm. with us one day a small anecdote about him and his children going out to eat. And he said when he went in, no one greeted them. It took about 10 minutes for the waitress to even ask about drinks, water, whatever, and come back to the table. He said he sat there for about 25 to 30 minutes and no one had come back. So he said his mindset was, to, let's get up and go to somewhere else. He said his son told him, well... Daddy, I'm actually kind of glad we've had to wait because now you can hear about my time at school. Now I've gotten a chance for you to sit here and listen about what's really going on. You know, and he, he shed tears on this stage that day. He said, we're always in a hurry. Let's hurry up, get him dinner, get back home. And he actually had a long talk with his son that day that he could have missed out, you know, that was really important. And I had to start stopping and thinking, I, you know, time is being slowed down for a reason. Let's sit here and kind of savor the moment and see what's going to happen next. And that's who taught me about patience. Yeah, the time you rush your phone now, when you get about 80, you're going to be wanting to slow down. So you better, <laughs> Don't pre- wish your life you better, away. You better appreciate it while, while it's going now. Yeah. So um, I know you don't have some guests. Um, so, so, now nah, you know what? I'm not gonna give that away because you ain't released none of the shows yet. You don't release one. But uh, I mean, how, how you've liked it so far? You know? Man, um, I get a rush whenever we do a show, man. Like mm-hmm. when you're in the moment, it's like you want to keep going. You want to keep doing it. it. It's it's very fun, man, and also humbling. I mean, hearing different people's stories and you know the adversity they went through, man. It like it's like wow. 
and you're giving me the honor. I may have said that the wrong way, but uh-huh. you're blessing me with your presence on my show. And, you know, right. you have a million of other things that you can do, but you are here with me at right. my show telling me your story. Right. And, I mean, man, that's, that's priceless. So tell us all the key players in the social goals. Well, um, Mr. Pelman, you're actually a key player. You know, you're one of my biggest people that I lean on, you know, as far as um, getting information, you know, you know tips. Up as a mentor. That, that's yeah. what we should, we supposed to do. Not all of us do that, share resources, tips and all that, because everybody's trying to be the king instead of being part of the machine. Right. You know, everybody like, nah, I can't tell him that, because if I tell him that, he might get bigger than me. Right. And, and if you do, so what? I mean, yeah, cool. If, you you, know, um, if, you, if social goals end up 10 times better than takeover, cool. That means I got me a job. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Okay. Me and Sweet Keach got job security, okay. so <laughs> it, it ain't even about that. But if I know information, it's my job as a brother, as, as a black man, and just as part of being a human to give that to you. Yeah. You right. know. Let's not knock each other down the ladder, but help ourselves up the ladder together. But we see too many examples of us knocking each other down because nobody wants to be part of the machine. Everybody wants right. to be the king. And it seemed like, as African-American people, we're always in competition. Right. It's and that's part of our part co- about it's it. part of our culture. Yeah. But, yeah, but who but who you are the key player? I know. Um, BJ Tisby, you know, he's one of my good friends. I've known him. Oh, B- my God. What's up, BJ? Almost 20 years. You know, he he's the DJ. Um. One of my good friends, he's staying in Austin now. His name's Ian Grigsby. Mm-hmm. He was a very big um, influence, man, because he mm-hmm. actually started doing um, podcasting a while back. You a few know, years ago, talking, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, Swagger Radio, you know, and it was more um, Christian-based. Right, right. You know, um, but it wasn't interesting to me back then. But, you know, those my influence and my family members. Um, we're very small, so, you know, we're, we're trying to come together and do something, man, to leave for um, our younger generation and our family. Uh, like I said, I was happy when you created it. I'm like, oh yeah. So when he, when you tell me about it, I was more than happy to help, man, any way I can. So that that was that was awesome, awesome. So we, I know you probably got some questions for us. So hey, feel free. Good. Oh wow, feel free. So what is inspiring y'all to continue doing what y'all doing? I know you're from Texas, and I guess you're from Illinois. Yes. Wow. So y'all here with me? Y'all in Shreveport, Louisiana? <laughs> right. How has that adjustment been for y'all being in this state? Well, man, I've been here so long. I've been here since 2002. So me being from Texas, it ain't like it's a big adjustment because, I mean, it's all the same region anyway. So it's being home for me. So it really wasn't no adjustment. The adjustment was when I left the area and lived in California for five years. Now, that was more of an adjustment because a lot of the clubs up there, they're all mixed clubs. Down here, you know, we got your all black clubs. So being a mixed I club. I love the mixed club. I mean, I didn't have no problem with it. It was cool, you know, because sometimes you just want to see different people. Yes, and get white different music, girl, boy, you wasted. know. So um, that was an adjustment. It wasn't really many black colleges up there, so that was a total adjustment. Okay. But, um, but it was good to do experience something different. And I wish everybody in the world one time in their life can get out there own surroundings and comfortable culture and experience different stuff because i think in that you can grow you know and um and, and that was cool okay so that, that that was good um from the reason i went to california cause i joined the military so okay. you know the military experience that's a whole different book right there but um no I, i've lived in korea that was different very different. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it, it was cool. In case you being from Illinois, I mean, how, how have you adjusted to the weather? How long have you been in Louisiana? I have actually been here since high school. It is definitely a culture shock. This is a very slow life compared to um, Chicago. And I think the cost of living is pretty cheap. That's one thing I can actually appreciate about being here. Some of the people are a bit more friendlier because up north, we don't care if someone speaks to us or not. You don't have to come in and, hi, everybody. It's just, you know, I'm here. So, so it's a very different um, atmosphere when it comes to speaking and greeting people and things of that nature. It's very different. 
you know the weather is different here there's only one and a half seasons where we get all four <laughs> up north so mm-hmm. i think that's um that's different what else you got, bro? I know, I know you ain't through already. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, I mean, you know, my mind is racing, man. I mean, I really, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be here. You know, so I'm kind of like, I'm really nervous. I'm like, well, what I need well, to do. Well, you don't seem nervous, man. We, we appreciate you that you're so honored to be here. You know, um, it, it's an honor to have you on, really, on, on, short, on um, short notice. Okay. You came down and... Um, I was gonna give you the platform anyway. It just got here a little bit faster than we planned on it, but oh, you know, man, that's, that's what fine, we do. Man. We adjust. You know, when plan A goes down the drain, you always have another plan A. I don't believe in plan B, because plan B seems like it's another step down for plan A. I don't think you need to step down, you just need to readjust. So right. when plan A fails, you have plan A. There's never a B. Okay. That's that Pelham philosophy, the double P, the P2. Okay. I had to talk to y'all for a second. Okay. So the social ghost is going well. Um, you got things going. You got your interviews going. So wh- where do you are, you, are you trying to take it mainstream? Are you trying to keep it local? Or is it just one of the things like, um, man, I'm just going to see where it goes and you yeah, know, where that, it takes me. That's where, where I'm at, man. Me. That's where I'm at. And, like, the feeling about this, it's, it's different, man. It's like, you know, you can do something. You're like, well, I, it's just going to be something. But, man, I just have, like, this intuition about it man i just feel like i don't know every time i do it i feel like man i'm reaching somebody and it feel like it's something bigger than this show coming i mean i feel it you know it's just so much positive energy with it mm-hmm. I, I really feel like this is gonna go somewhere man and I'm, I'm kind of um shocked about how much support i'm getting from people that i'm gonna be interviewing like so i, I know a lot of people man being from here like so I, i've um been on a, a couple of movies um, and, you know, I, I've, I've grown up with quite a few, like, um, NBA star, um, Stromile Swift. We grew up on the same street, man. Okay, okay. Um, like I say, I have other people. I, I talk to former NFL players that I'm pretty cool with. Um, I'm in a fraternity. I'm in Phi Beta Sigma fraternity. Um, All right. So, you know, I, I'm able to, you know, kind of, you know, talk with my frat brothers. And, you know, I learned a lot of business from them. So, you know, I, I've been kind of experienced. I've gained a lot of experience in in this type of world. I just never actually just delve into it. I kind of dip my toe in, but right. now I'm all in. I, I dove in the deep end. Oh, you, you need deep in it now? Yes. You're the boss. Yes. You're the boss. Yes. Now, I, I want to switch directions for a second, and I need to switch it over to Sweet Quiche because we have something to address that she doesn't want to, but she knows me. I'm a bully, so that's Let's what I do. not be messy. Sweet Quiche. On the takeover, we have tried for two whole weeks to find sweet Keisha. I'll date. post a photo of myself tomorrow. I promise. So I, I think promise. I've come to the conclusion of what's going on here. I don't want to date. We've tried for two weeks. You you put three kid limit. We've sold everything, and I have just come to the to the bad conclusion that nobody wants you. That's possibly true. Nobody I'm wants broke sweet. and don't nobody want my ass. Let's leave it at that. Oh wow. Wow. Nobody wants sweet quiche. You are so messy. <laughs> but I, I I tell you what. Sweet quiche. I, you know what? I take that back. Maybe we haven't done enough to entice you fellas to have a date with sweet quiche. You know what? We haven't put no pictures out there. And she is correct. Gentlemen, last week she gave you a three kids limit. So what we gonna do, Sweet Keisha is gonna put a pitch out there and hit the Takeover Podcast Show inbox and give it your best shot. This is the third week in a row. And, you know, for a while I didn't believe nobody wanted her, but you know what, that's my co-host. I can't do her like that. I believe somebody wants her, but we just <laughs> haven't gave enough ammunition for the fellas to go off on. Oh, wow. So, gents. If you single and you know you ain't in no complicated situation, sweet Keisha is here for the taking. She gonna put one a t- date, <laughs> one. She says one, one, but if you impress her, it could lead to more. Hey guys, and I'm here on the set, man. She's a very beautiful woman. She's like she's down to earth. Hey, she, she's Thank been you. she's been vouched for. 
Nah. You know, for some odd reason, guys don't want women that have education, brains, beauty, booty. They do want it. They just don't want all the drama to come with it. I think they like drama. Who? Some guys like some. I hope y'all hear me. Some. You'll stay with a woman who slashes your ties and beats the windows out your car. Shit, not me. All that, you, you know, other me. than a woman no, who no, doesn't no, no, do no. that. You, call, mean, you costing me money then. It has happened. Thank it you. I just happen. wanted him so, to agree that it happens. So. And those are the women we dog out on social media, but we go back to. Like a lot of men But not the control. sweet women, you know, who have yeah. goals and ambitions and are alpha females. You you kind of right. become intimidated. It's Man, I can't groom her. I can't tell her what to do. Yes, that you can. ego and pride gets in the way. And one thing I know for a fact, an alpha female will let a man lead if he is a true leader. If you don't know how to lead, you're a beta male, you'll never get ahead. Well, you know what? That's true. Now she lets you lead. You got to lead now. You have to lead. You now, have to be the head and not the tail. And if oh. I'm that type of female that I feel like if I go out in the wilderness, I'm going to come back leading the pack, you got to be the one out there skinning them wolves where I don't have to bring them back. You get what I'm saying? Come meet me halfway. That's fair. Let hey. me walk back in, in, you know, in a nice fur coat or something. Well, she's put it out there. So that means... No tails. We need leaders. <laughs> so she gave y'all the blueprint, all right? Hit that inbox up. Sweet quiche. You get one day. You get one shot. Make it count. <laughs> but uh, one thing I did want to get to that, uh, that just happened a couple of days ago that Colin Kaepernick got the GQ Citizen of the Year. Not bad look. So I'm going to start with Sweet Quiche and get your opinion about that. I actually think that from our perspective as African-Americans, which he is biracial, that we expected a fully-blooded African-American man on that cover. I think that... I'm totally confused, but the, go ahead. I think that a lot of people may have been against Colin just because he was posted due to how, you know, he stood up for equality. He's on our side, you know, and he's biracial. I think that it was a great decision, my personal point of view. I know the internet kind of ate him up, and I've seen that Michael Blackson has replaced him on many covers on Instagram. Yeah. But I think that it was a great decision, and just to show that he does give back to communities, and that's one thing I do respect him for, other than standing up for equality. Yes, he does. What you think, D. Willis? Man, I mean, to see him on the cover that – magazine man I was thinking about that earlier because um I seen G Suds make a post about you know him being on the cover is it really something that's really great did he really do something and should we really recognize that but um I looked at it just some positive man I mean some positive being in social media you know for for a minute you know he, he graced the cover of GQ now I want to do my own personal research to see you know how many people have graced the cover and what they've done to actually be on the cover of GQ magazine but I mean just to hear something positive coming from him I mean you can't really find anything negative to say about the man like say he got the citizen of the year award so what can anyone say negative about that you know I'm I'm very proud man I tip my hat to him for that okay I got a couple of sides to it the G Suds post you was talking about saying how can you be proud of Colin Kaepernick on the cover if you still watch the NFL? Which is, that's one of the most asinine things to me because the protest was never about the NFL. He was protesting police brutality um, against unarmed black men and injustices to minor, minorities. That ain't had nothing to do with the NFL. But people tend to forget the NFL is 70% black. So if all the African Americans could quit watching NFL, who's gonna support all those black players that's still in the NFL? Correct. The NFL ain't killed nobody. It was these these crooked police that killed these people. Right. So to me, yeah, I watched the NFL. I don't give a damn what nobody say about it. Uh, now I'm when with that you. when that direct TV bill comes out at the end of the month, unless you paying it, nobody tells Jeffrey K. Pelham what to watch on TV. The hell with each and every last one of you got a problem with it. Now I actually understand where that's coming from. We have an issue with owners who say they can't stand, never let the inmates run the prison. 
But yet still, we still watch them. That's how they get paid. We watch those sponsors run those commercials. Those ratings go through the roof. But we're upset when they say they can't kneel. So it is kind of contradictory when doing so. Yes, you've paid your cable television bill. I don't have yeah. cable. Comcast can take it. You know, I'm going to keep that extra $80 in my pocket. You can get on social media or extra ESPN and Google what the scores are, the highlights. And like I said in a couple shows before, the ratings had actually dropped tremendously when we were on social media saying boycott the NFL. But as soon as Donald Trump says, get those son of a bitches off the field who do not stand, everyone wanted to tune in just to see who would stand. It was a publicity stunt, and we fell for it because the ratings went right back through the roof. I was watching football anyway. Oh, it, it, shame on you. Not shame on me. And I stand. Aren't you a Cowboys fan? That don't oh, make no and Mr. Difference. Jerry won't let you kneel. Mr. Well, Jerry. not you specifically, Mr. but his Mr. players. Mr. Jerry don't pay a bill in my house. That, but we that, idolize people who can't stand for equality. That's what the deal is. He doesn't want them to kneel. Those players can still kneel if they want to. And they'll be if they, kicked if out they, the team like the other young guy was, right? No, he didn't say kick them out. He said didn't start them. Now, they can still kneel if they want to, but my thing is with watching football is whether you watch it, not watching it, what's it doing about these injustices? Absolutely nothing. But the people, people, I put it like this, people cannot watch football if they want to. That's their prerogative, that's their decision. I, but I don't think they should could condemn people that still watch football because, man, some of these people got family members that's playing. I mean, teammates. I, I mean, I see your other, perspective, other but things. we can't say it hasn't reflected the injustices or at least the people who sponsor the NFL. Let's go back to the Papa John situation where they said our ratings went through the roof after the NFL boycotts. You know, no, they the said, no, they said their, their, their sales Something dropped. Something to but, that extent. But no, the other, all the pizza companies, all the other ones said our, our, our sales didn't drop. Because they know when to keep their mouth closed. Right. But right. you know what? That's a bunch of bull. We know his. Nobody cares about pop. Oh, you mean because they protest people quit eating pizza? That, I mean, this, sometimes. I mean, sometimes, their sales went sometimes down you got because see of their comment. Sometimes you get you, what I'm saying. You're I mean, blaming that, us because of that comment. If right. he was smart, he just kept his mouth shut. Right. You know, but people are trying to make that little quick media hit, and sometimes it backfires on them. Speaking about backfiring and quick media hits. um... Shreveport City Councilman Jerry Bowman, he made the statement that he wanted um, the police chief Crump to actually resign after the shooting. And maybe two days later, he was being rushed out, you know, via ambulance. And I actually read some of the comments on the news posts, I'm guilty of that, that said that God doesn't like you making it hard for others and that's why you're suffering you know and karma was coming back and sometimes you ought to keep your mouth closed about certain situations how do y'all feel about that that right after he did that all of a sudden he's ill and people brought up him owing that ten thousand dollars that he had stolen and i think that karma is real i hope he gets better though i never wish anybody illness or you know death or nothing like that but Karma has its way of coming back on you when you don't do right. Agreed. You know, and that's what happens. When I always try to be on the side of good. Because when I'm on the side of good, I'm not dealing with karma. I'm not dealing with that chick. Right, right. And I tell people all the you times know. you can never reap a good harvest sowing bad seeds. Never. You think they're a social goat? I can't really speak on it, man. I'm not very aware of that situation. I, I wasn't either, but I'm just speaking in general, like, just saying, hey, when you do bad, bad comes back on it you. It seems so. like that, that but, that's man, prevalent, man. I, I hate reading comments, because sometimes people just, just too ignorant. Well, multiple people kind of said the same thing, and I don't know yeah. if there's anything personal between Jerry and Mr. Crump that would make him say that. I think his stance was, you know, as a chief, you... You know, you let your gun go off, and it could have killed one of our black men, and that's his stance. Mm -hmm. You know, but he asked for the, uh, you know, for Mr. Crump to resign after that, after he was cleared to return back to work, since he did no harm. 
But I also say that bullets don't have eyes either. No, they don't. They hit they want to hit. Yeah. Each and yeah. every time. You go from school resource officer to chief. I mean, some people probably feel some type of way when they've worked very hard and a SRO gets placed there before you. But you know what? I don't want to take away from this subject. But I, I wanted to finish this quick thought on the on the Colin Kaepernick thing. I didn't get exactly to the magazine cover. Okay. Now, I, I think it's twofold. For GQ, a good publicity. I mean, any publicity is good publicity. They feel they put Colin Kaepernick on there. That's great publicity both ways, right? Cause ain't he like the biggest lightning rod right now? Yes. On both sides. So if we put him on the cover, this is gonna generate quite a stir, quite a buzz. So right. on their side, I mean, paper magazines are starting to go down. They're going digital. So hey, we put him on the cover. We put him sales out there. Going up. The sales are going to go up. Viewers going up. That is a GQ good marketing scheme. GQ magazine's going to be in everybody's news feed. For Colin, it's a good look. GQ magazine, Citizen of the Year. I, I think it's good for him. I, I'm glad he's getting some recognition. Now, I think it will weigh heavier if he was to get on Time magazine being the man of the year. Yes. That's, that's like the pinnacle. Now, I Hasn't don't, Donald Trump been man of the year before? Yeah, time? when he won president that oh, year. Oh, goodness. So I think, because Barack Obama's won it, and I, I think if you win Time Man of the Year, that, that's like, I think that's two levels above GQ. Because GQ's Except more. Except when it was Donald Trump. No. I mean, yeah. But I think GQ's more fashionable. Right. But, 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 it's, but not to take away from Colin Kaepernick, I think he deserved it. Citizen of the Year, that's good. Good for me. Better than enough, people like he should have got man. Let's just celebrate what he did what he get did and quit done. trying to reach for more. Because right. sometimes we don't get shit. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Facts. So so let's so so let's take it. So I, I'm proud of him what he's doing. And people, I, I think his path is not the NFL anymore. And I've just accepted that. I think he's. I think he's. I good. think he's accepted I think he's, it as I think well. He, I think he's good where he's at. Because yeah. if he's not, he would have never took the chance he did. Now, I think Colin Kaepernick, he, he knew when he first did that there was a chance that he could be jeopardizing his career. And I think he accepted that before he even did that. So, you know, I bet you if you asked him, would he do anything different, he'd probably say no. So, I mean, you know, I think all that has to be taken into account, too. Colin Kaepernick doesn't look unhappy anytime I see him. He looks very happy. So, if he's happy, I'm good. That's true. I, I believe I believe that he would do something different. I believe that he wouldn't have turned down, or you know, for foregone his last season. I mean, his last oh, oh his his contract. Yeah, yeah, he opted out his contract, thinking he could get a bigger contract somewhere else, because he didn't think that the owners would collude on him. Now, yeah. I, I I thought they would. I I thought when he did that, when he opted out his contract, I thought it was a bad idea. I yeah, said, man, I agree. He's going to be really hard pressed to get picked up just because of the vehicle he used and the vehicle was the American flag and you know how Americans feel about the American flag. It wasn't the American right. flag, it was the the whatever song. The but, Star Spangled Banner. But they raised that it's all tied in. Right. The Star Spangled Banner, the flag is the biggest thing. It is it's either being raised or displayed. So I forgot you're a veteran. Happy belated Veterans Day. Thank you for serving our country. Thank you, you sweet your little combat boots on and, you know. <laughs> Whatever. I'd have hit you one of them damn boots. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, I mean, Star Spangled Banner, American flag, it's all tied in together. But it was never about that. But that was the vehicle that was used. Agreed. So, I mean, it, it is what it is now. As you see, when they show football games, they don't really show the national anthem no more. Which it, I've noticed that. Which is kind of, network-wise, that's smart. Yeah. Yes, and then like I said, they just started coming out of locker rooms in what? 08? 2009. Or, yeah. And it was paid patriotism because the NFL was charging the right. military. Oh, look at that! Goddamn hypocrites! Mm-hmm. What do you know? Wow. But that's your that. favorite show. NFL? Hey man, you know, I, I and I I'm still just say, with you. no, no, it's no, it's no big deal. You damn eagle. I should fire you, but I need you for more shows, so I got to <laughs> keep you around. I love those Eagles, and we'll see you guys. We'll see you Sunday. you'll have a heartbreak. But, but no, we ain't got Zeke, so 
I'm going to have to give you this by default. Well, there you go. We already know that we won. Oh, you day. suck. You ain't going to never get a date. If the, in, if the inboxes do come in, I'm going to delete every last damn one of them. That's fine. I've been happy without them, you know. Oh, God. And I actually have posted it while we're recording right now to the Takeover Podcast Show Facebook page. So definitely go and follow us. Check us out. I have not posted it to Instagram, but definitely be sure to follow us on IG at the underscore takeover 903. Hmm. The Willis. We finna get low. We about to get ready to wrap this up, bro. So any parting shots, shout outs, where can people find the Social Goat Show? If they want to be a featured person on the show, how they get in touch with you, man, give them all that. Okay, man. Well, right now you want to kind of get at me on Facebook. My name is Darian Willis. That's D-A-R-I-E-N-W-I-L-L-I-S. And on Instagram, you can hit me up in 2Hype1914. You can send me a DM and I'll get at you. Right now, like I said, we're still in the infant stages of what we're doing, so I haven't established my pages yet. So I'm just putting out raw footage and raw information. So, I mean, the best way to get information will be through me, yours truly, Superstar P, and Mr. BJ Tisby. Hmm. Okay. Sweet quiche. Any parting shots? I have nothing else to say other than check us out next week. We have Mr. Rodney Demery himself coming through. All right, all right. Me right here from Shreveport. And... Go ahead and hit that inbox up just so I can rub it in Jeff's face. You see how much of a bully she is? I would fire you, but I ain't got nobody else to hire. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, you get to stay around, man. You know where to find us at. Takeover Podcast Show on Instagram, D underscore Takeover 903 on Facebook, the Takeover Podcast Show. You can find our shows on Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, iTunes, SoundCloud, all those other podcast platforms please share and um, comment give us our feedback you like the show what proofs you want to see what people you want to see on the show or here on the show my bad give us all that well we're gonna be live next week with Rodney Demery so they'll see us next oh, week live and in we, living color yeah we're gonna be live next week Man, what I'm about have to go that? get my eyebrows done do what you need to do <laughs> I'm gonna be like the Bible said come as you are Come as you are. So thank you so much you know, for coming out. We don't have an artist tonight on the show because normally we feature their song at the end of the show. So my boy Ricky Lat, he just performed at the House of Blues last Friday. I was very proud of him. He is making some big moves, some real big moves. If you haven't listened to that album, it's Welcome to Soulville, Ricky Lat. It's on iTunes and all those other music platforms. You can stream it if you got Apple Music. So. Go ahead and stream it. It's a real good listen. So if you haven't listened to the um, album yet, you're really missing out. So we're going to go out with the song So Much Power. So from myself, D. Willis of the Social Goats, and Sweet Keish. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's the takeover. We out of here. Like, oh. So let me see it again.
Soulville. 